Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. This is Rob, and I am here for your Friday Night SmackDown edition of the show. Uh, Wherever you are listening, go ahead and give us a rating, give us a like, give us a uh, five-star review, whatever you may do. Even if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, comment, and like. However you like to do it, you can find us on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G. So that's Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you still use that. Uh, and yeah, just wherever you can support us, please do. It, it means a whole lot to us. So let's get right into this podcast. And I got to ask, are you ready for a good time? So this week's SmackDown kicked off with the first round match for the women's tag team championship tournament. The matchup this week was Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Zia Lee and Shotzi. Two kind of thrown together random tag teams. Uh, that's kind of what most of the teams are in this tournament, which, you know, there's not a lot of depth in this division of the women's tag titles. I don't know why they have them for both NXT and the main roster, I could see them having one for both, but two of them is a little weird, I think. Whatever. Uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville are also at ringside scouting the competition for this match, but they get wiped out pretty quickly. Uh, Sonya gets wiped out by Shotzi, and Natalia gets wiped out by Raquel. The teams kind of have like an alliance here, I guess, to wipe out the, the competitors, but it ends pretty quickly as all four participants participants in the actual match brawl at ringside to go to the commercial break. The heels are in control as we return, but uh, Shotzi and Zaya hit a really sloppy looking double team DDT slash suplex looking thing to Aaliyah and they go for the pin, but Raquel was like super late breaking it up like she got there a full second after Aaliyah had already kicked out. So it, it just looked terrible. I don't know what was supposed to happen, but the timing was really off and it looked terrible. Most of this match was really sloppy and altogether not great. Um, there's not a ton of polished ring talent here. Shotzi is the best one in the match, and there's only so much she can do by herself. So, yeah. This was not the prettiest match to watch. After some more back and forth, though, Raquel hits Zia Lee with the Tahana Bomb for the victory. No surprise there. Raquel's push continues. And Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah move on to round two to face either... The, uh, the winner of the, the match between either Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark or Sonya Deville and Natalia. They might have been tipping their hand there with having Natalia and Sonya Deville at ringside. So we'll see. I don't know. They're less thrown together. They're, I don't know. Both teams are kind of thrown together. But it, I, I wouldn't be mad to see the NXT team at least get the upset and go to the next round. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. Next up, we had Karrion Cross and Scarlet backstage in like a creepy dark room somewhere. That I want to know where they find this. Like, where, what? Why do they have these weird, creepy, dark rooms backstage? 
Carrion says how it must be nice to be Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns because they're the chosen ones and they kind of get everything handed to them. But he and Scarlet have been cast aside and forgotten. But they've waited for the perfect time to strike, and now he's going to show everyone the new timeline, whatever that means. He says his TikTok catchphrase, and then he's shown to be, like, leering at Drew McIntyre going through the curtain when he makes his entrance, being all creepy. And, and yeah, this was fine. Solid promo, and, uh, you know, furthers what's been going on. Drew comes out and says that he's been busy with Roman Reigns, that he's busy with Roman Reigns right now, not that he has been, that he is busy with Roman Reigns right now. But when he's done with Roman, Karrion Cross is next. Karrion will have three options. Number one, a knockout. Number two, a hospital. Not a local medical facility, mind you, a hospital. So, yeah. And number three, the graveyard. And he started to address Roman and their match at Cardiff, but Karrion Cross's music hit, and Scarlet appeared on the ramp wearing like a robe or like a in a hood. It looked pretty cool and creepy. And she just comes down to the ring, and then the Usos jump Drew from behind as Scarlet kind of just looks on, kind of pleased from the apron, and they hit him with the one D. And then the Usos and Scarlet kind of had like a little interaction, but neither one of them had mics, so you couldn't really hear what they said. But obviously it was heated, so they're not really on the same side here either. They stared each other down as Scarlet left. And uh, it just adds another layer to the main event scene, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm not the hugest fan of Karrion Cross, so um, we'll, we'll see. I, I would not pick him to be one of the people to take a title off of Roman Reigns. I do hope they separate the championships still. And have one one for Raw, one for SmackDown. He is definitely not my first pick to take one of the championships off of Roman. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm torn on the whole thing. I do think he has been represented very, very well since he's returned, though. So, there's that at least. Maybe he'll change my mind. I don't know. Uh, they then aired a really cool video package for the Intercontinental Championship. To hype up the title match tonight between Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura. And really, it's the little things. You know, they make a huge difference in presentation. Overall, this isn't just this, but little things like this really help. So, it, it really made the title match feel special. And we'll get to that later on. But for now, we have the Viking Raiders coming out for a singles match between Ivar and Kofi Kingston. But they are attacked from behind by Kofi, who is wielding a kendo stick. And he is absolutely annihilating them. And man, I have missed the really fiery, badass Kofi Kingston from the 2019 with Kofi Mania. Uh, I was there. Actually, most of Deep Six was there at WrestleMania 35 when he won the title. And that ovation was insane. One of the greatest moments I've been there for live, for sure. And I just missed that Kofi Kingston. So it's kind of nice to see him back. However, the Viking Raiders do get the upper hand and Eric throws Kofi headfirst into Ivar's shield and then Ivar uh, proceeds to splash him from the barricade, leaving him laying and obviously there's no match. Uh, but this was actually, I'm fine with this. This was short and sweet. Nice segment to uh, continue the feud. And also, it, it kind of brings some questions like, is, it, is Xavier going to be back soon? Is he going to be able to actually even the odds 
Is Kofi going to have to find someone new to help? What's going to happen? So that is interesting. I was not a fan of the feud at first, but they've actually upped the ante a bit. They've made it more interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Sami Zayn is backstage. She's trying to work up the nerve to knock on Roman's door because, you know, last week he kept getting yelled at by the Usos. And he finally does knock on the door. And he starts to tell the Usos that they were right last week and that he does need to step up. But Drew McIntyre shows up and takes out both Usos and Sammy runs away. And Drew kind of chases Sammy, but not like doesn't run after him. But he kind of, you know, chases him a little bit. Uh, Yeah, more to this Sammy and the bloodline thing. I love it. I think they're doing a great thing here. I can't wait to see what the payoff is overall. Uh, we cut back to the ring, and there's some jobbers in the ring, and Hit Row returns with, it, the lineup is Ashanti, the Adonis, and Top Dalla, accompanied by B-Fab. Uh, they actually got a huge pop, and people were loving them. I'm kind of surprised to see that, uh, especially since Isaiah Swerve Scott is not with them, or Swerve Strickland as he is now in AEW because he was easily the biggest star and best performer in that group in pretty much everyone's opinion. So it's kind of surprising to see the reaction they got and that people really missed them. Top Dalla hit a really cool running knee into the corner. There was like one of the jobbers was down in the corner and he hit a running knee, tagged in Ashante and flipped over the rope Onto the floor, all in one move. It was really smooth and really cool looking. I did not know he was athletic like that. Apparently, he was an NFL player. Uh, it was cool. Uh, Hit Row wins with the heavy hitter. And they did a quick promo, introducing them, reintroducing themselves to the crowd. They called themselves the OG3. I don't know if that's going to be their name. Uh, Cultaholic seems to think so, but I, I don't know. We'll see going forward. But, yeah, that it was fine for what it was. Uh, I can't imagine what they're going to do moving forward. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to be major players in a tag division, but we'll see, I guess. I, I don't think B-Fab's going to really do much in the women's division. She was not a strong ring worker from what I saw, so we'll, we'll see. Not one of the more exciting returns, in my opinion. I really think out of all the people... That they have and could re-sign in the future. I'd say there's maybe only one or two people that would really be less exciting to me. Being probably Nia Jax. Other than that, everyone else is welcome. So, I don't know. We'll see. It wasn't. It was a good way to reintroduce them. I'll, I'll say that. And the crowd was into them. So, and you know what? There's some talent in the group, I guess. So, sure. Next up, Ronda Rousey is making her way through the crowd. The ring is set up for the contract signing between Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, by the way. Liv Morgan, or not, not Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey makes her way through the crowd, and the crowd cheers her like crazy, even after what she did at SummerSlam and turned on everybody. And she dumps a bag of money on the table in the ring and says that she doubled the money that she was supposed to be fined and says that she can afford it. And that it will not be the last time because she doesn't care what anybody else thinks. 
Security shows up to remove her, and she takes one security guard out before just leaving voluntarily. And Shayna Baszler confronts Ronda on the ramp and says, you can't do things like this here. It doesn't work like this here. And Ronda tells, tells Shayna that she used to be a killer. And Shayna kind of takes this to heart. Um, this was probably the least cringeworthy promo Ronda has cut since being back that I've seen, at least. So good for that. Uh, it was also short, so that's good. But, uh, yeah. Then Shayna says that she already beat the rest of the roster last week in the gauntlet match and that Liv will be the next one to fall. Liv comes out still with the arm brace, selling Ronda's arm bar from SummerSlam or multiple arm bars. And Liv says that Shayna is a bootleg, bootleg Ronda Rousey and that she would know because she beat her twice. And that said, then says that she is going to beat Shayna in Cardiff. And Shayna is not happy. She attacks Liv. Uh, she targets her injured arm and twists it a bunch and stomps on it. And then as she's going to do more damage to it. Uh, Liv is able to counter and put Shayna through the table in the middle of the ring with a top rope bulldog. Uh, yeah, this was a solid segment to build the match forward. Definitely interested to see what happens. I know that there's been some rumblings of a potential Liv Morgan heel turn. I don't think that's going to happen, but I've seen it. I don't know. I don't really take anything. I take everything with a grain of salt until I actually see it put into action. So we will see. I could see it, but I could also see. I don't know. I don't know what I can see. I will just wait and see because you know what? Rumors are just rumors until they're put to action. Sami Zayn is backstage pacing. He's kind of worried, but the Usos show up and they confront him for running away and say that he needs to step up and they tell him to come out to the ring with them and say that they're going to call out Drew. And Sammy is very reluctant. He doesn't follow. Uh, the Usos challenge Drew to a tag match with a partner of his choosing right then and there, but he comes out alone. And, of course, because he's Drew McIntyre and he's a beast, he dominates for a while by himself. But eventually the two-on-one does take its toll, and the Usos are starting to manhandle him. And then out comes Mad Cat Moss to save the day and become Drew's partner. Because that's how wrestling works. And they take out both Usos together and clothesline the tag champs out of the ring in unison to go to the commercial break. Uh, the Usos are back in control upon return from break. And Moss is in trouble here. But Drew gets the hot tag and proceeds to take out both Usos. But Sammy shows up and distracts McIntyre long enough for the Usos to hit super kicks and a splash. But the Scottish Warrior kicks out at two in a great near fall. Madcap pulls Jay out of the ring and they brawl outside. And Drew hits Jimmy with a Claymore for the win. Uh, McIntyre stares down Sammy as he kind of backs away. And he tries to Claymore Jay. But Sammy rushes in and pushes Jay out of the way and, dodges and takes the bullet. For the Usos, so I guess he stepped up after all. Good for you, Sammy, I guess. I don't think it's going to pay off in the long run for you, but, you know. Uh, it's definitely advances that story, and there's a lot of moving parts in the main event scene. I'll tell you what, I like that. We have the Maximum Male Models backstage doing a photo shoot, and Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo 
come up and they say that they should that the maximum male model should sign them if they really want to make an impact and Max Dupree gets like ridiculously uncomfortably close to Angel Garza's face and says no they don't need them but Humberto says he he kind of gets up in Max's face and says they weren't talking to him and Garza agrees and tells Maxine to give them a call if they want to hire them so okay it's interesting I'd like to see the maximum male models in action. You know, they've kind of been doing these vignettes long enough, I feel like. So let's see let's see them in a match. Maybe this is their first feud, which uh, is cool because Garza and Carrillo are great in the ring. And I think it could be a good thing for them, for sure. Kayla Braxton is interviewing Ricochet, Ireland's favorite son, Rick O'Shea, backstage. And Rick says that he is next in line for the Intercontinental Championship, no matter who wins tonight in the main event. But Happy Corbin has different ideas and attacks him, and then just kind of laughs at Ricochet and walks away. So I guess that feud is going to continue, which is good. They had a great match last week, so I'm fine with that. Let's let's continue it on. Uh, let's give them both something to do in the meantime. And now it is time for the main event of the evening between Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. They made this feel like a big deal, and it lived up to the hype. It was hard-hitting, back-and-forth action from two of the harder-striking men in WWE. Shinsuke looked more fired up than I've seen him in a long time, honestly, and that's awesome to see. Because when he really wants to, he is one of the best in the business. And that is not, you know, that's, that's, not, that's saying a lot. Gunther hits a signature ear-shatteringly loud chop and chokes Nakamura in like a unique position where he's kind of Nakamura's kind of over the top rope and Gunther's putting his foot on his throat and it causes Shinsuke to fall out to the floor to go to the show's final commercial break. Nakamura is working over Gunther's right arm after a cross arm bar that he hit earlier in the match. And the King of Strong Style hits a brutal knee strike out of nowhere to, ro to a running Gunther for a close two count. Shinsuke goes outside the ring and taunts Ludwig. But as he returns to the ring, he runs to a drop kick from Gunther. And after recovering, he hits a knee to the back of Gunther's head and goes for the Kinshasa. But eats a huge clothesline for a dramatic near fall. And then, after a little bit more back and forth, uh, Shinsuke trying to work over the arm and, and get Gunther in a favorable position for him. Gunther finally finishes his very game challenger with a powerbomb. Uh, it was a really, really good match. Uh, these two had great chemistry. I would not mind seeing them work more together. Uh, I, I don't know about immediately because, you know, I don't like when they do rematches to death. And keep doing the same match when there's no reason to. Gunther won fair and square. Clean as a whistle here. So there's no reason to run it back so soon. But in the future, I would love to see more. Uh, this is a great main event. Uh, it was an okay show. Um, not a ton of in-ring action, actually, to be honest. There were only, what, three? There were like three real? Alright, four if you count the, the squash match. There were like four matches and... One of them was like two minutes long, so 
you know. But everything else, uh, I mean, the other stuff, for the most part, delivered. So I'm not mad at it. It wasn't the best episode of SmackDown, but it also was not the worst episode of SmackDown. So, yeah, I'd say, like, thumbs in the middle for this. Uh, great main event. That really that really uh, is the biggest boost to it, to be honest. A lot of furthering storylines as well. So, that's all you can ask for. I, I mean, you can ask for more, but that's I'm fine with it. So, yeah. Next week, I'm hoping we'll deliver a little more. And then uh, the week we're coming up, we got two or three more weeks till Cardiff. So that's uh, that's that's gonna seems like it's gonna be treated to be a huge show. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that what happens at that show, and if Roman finally loses his titles. So yeah, uh, I will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. <laughs>